0: What's happening, sports fans? We welcome you back to another episode of San Diego Prep Insider, the week two football edition of the show. Christian Pedersen here in studio. I am joined also in studio by Tommy Morris. Tommy, you want to go ahead and say what's up to everybody while I get our Zoom screen fixed real How quick? How we doing? The Zoomers. The Zoomers. The Boomers and the Zoomers. In the Zoom screen, um, up first, we have Bodie De Silva from Scorebook Live. Bodie joins us. Uh, now Noah joins us. Um, I don't, now Bodhi joins us. Uh, we're still getting the Zoom figured out, but you can hear them. Bodhi Silva, as we said, joins us on behalf of Scorebook Live, the official digital content provider of everything San Diego CIF section. Guys, week one in the books. Uh, fairly successful. Ten non-Friday games. Some big games on both of those days. I, where do we rank week one? Is this, is this going to be a good year Of San Diego high school football. Yes.
1: Yeah, I was impressed. I think there were, I shouldn't say huge upsets, but some teams definitely with some surprise results, um, good and bad, whether it was close games, blowouts, um, teams that I didn't really have on my radar playing really well. So overall, I I think that's a a quality week one.
2: Stay right there. When you, when you, when the best part about a new season is that everybody's hopeful and everybody, and, and it's a new chance to prove yourself. And I just love the competition that we got. I think uh, week one expected some, some uh, errors and some, some communication things that are going to get fixed throughout the season. But uh, I think from a strictly football perspective, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: And if you followed along with any of our results or scorebook live scores or anything like that, you saw that there was a couple of huge upsets. There was a couple of big wins in every single division. So we actually have our weekly awards, as you saw, that we're now going to do. We will talk about all of that in just a second. But first, we always like to see what is up at scorebook live. Bodhi, any articles anybody needs to know about? And maybe you can tell us who is in the scorebook live top 10 this week.
1: Yeah, new top 10, uh, top performers from among Southern California, which there were so many from San Diego. I kind of had to narrow it down because um, when you had guys like Major Givens going up with 230 yards and, in the opener, just so many guys to, to mention there. But uh, in the top 10, I have to keep Carl's bat at number one. They're preseason for me. They'll get their chance to, to keep that and show that this week against Modern Day Catholic. Uh, Cathedral moves up from three to two. Obviously, super impressive. Knew the defense would be good. Um, and the offense will come along as they go. Uh, Madison jumps up to number three. I like them a lot. And they beat Otai by, by 40 to really show that, hey, like, I think they're in contention for open division as well. I dropped modern day Catholic to four. I've seen some drop them more than that. I still think they're a really good team and um, will have their chance to, to be in the open division. Lincoln at number five, they went up to Sacramento, did everything they needed in a shutout. Um, they got another big road game up at Bishop Alamany this week. Helix, that was a really impressive one, 27-0 at halftime on their way to a big win at Mira Mesa. So they they stay at number six. Mission Hills at number seven. Uh, it was a shootout against Chaparral. I'm not used to a shootout with Mission Hills. Um, I was expecting it to be more of a defensive battle, but they put up 44 points and won. Uh, Poway with a big win against Granite Hills. Poway team I'm really big on this year. I think is one of the top contenders in Division One. Uh, Ramona jumps in. I did not, I, I had them just outside to start the year, but, uh, an opening week shut out 28, nothing over Christian. And I think this is a good Christian team. So that shows a lot about Ramona there. And then steel Canyon, uh, major givens, as I talked about 232 rushing yards, three touchdowns, and they took down heritage of Menifee 41 to 30.
0: Tommy, any reaction to uh, that top 10, any teams that you also have on maybe your OLI, from uh, week one who you think they might have said hey we're not there yet but don't count us out
3: I think just in general that that bottom half of the 10 is going to rotate a lot I think kind of what we said last week the top four or five are somewhat solidified but you're going to see a lot of new teams shuffling in And I think this year specifically we're going to see a lot of teams we haven't seen years past shuffling in that top 10 so I'm very excited to see that
0: hint, 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 uh, every week. Now we're like we said, we're going to, we're going to go back to game balls normally, uh, during the show, but right now we want to focus on what you saw on social media, which was our, our weekly awards, the, uh, the, the wins of the week, the special teams of the week, the statement of the week, uh, Bodie, you talked about Madison over o by 40. That was Noah Lax's statement of the week. Noah, you want to talk to us about why you chose that game as your statement of the week?
2: Yeah, I think there was a lot of preseason talk about Madison uh, really getting back to form this year. And I think that that, that big win against Otai, a uh, couple of things that stood out for me, over fi- uh, five different players scored. And they, they they had the long ball. They had uh, driving down the field. They had the methodical drives down the field. They had the running game going. The offensive line was working really well. And they pretty dominated. They dominated in all three phases. <laughs> and um, they also had an aggressive defense, uh, turned the ball over. Uh, one thing that was even on their touchdown, the guy that the reason why they gave up a touchdown was because uh, the secondary was going for an interception, and uh, even in that you can see, wow, this team is, is looking to to make highlights on every play. They're looking to score big on every play, and I think that moving forward they're just a very scary team. In their face because they're gonna hit you hard. They're gonna uh balance out the uh balance out the attack, and there's if you if they get here, my statement team of the week, and I'm excited to see them uh move forward because it wasn't just talk, they showed it on Friday against a pretty a, a O team that's supposed to be pretty good.
0: Tommy Morris is one of the foremost minds when it comes to special teams in San Diego. A lot of different options to pick from there. You laugh, but you're a varsity head yeah, special know, teams coach and a coordinator, and you've been a student of Chris Forrest for but, a while.
3: That's a new one, head special teams coach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. I'll be uh, your I, associate. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I, I'm all about just like adding random um, titles for yourself that don't make much sense,
0: but no one you can't refute it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should wear a shirt that just says MFIC. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Tommy talks about special teams now every week uh, in I a do. segment that we like to call "Tommy Talks About Special Teams" every week now. Uh, Tommy, your special teams performer of the week had himself a pretty uh, pretty spectacular highlight.
3: Yeah, one in particular, uh, Torrance Sellers with a 98-yard kickoff return for touchdown for Rancho Bernardo. Um, the Special teams week one's always a little shaky. I, I could have given it to University City on their their fire drill that they ran um, against Fahlberg. That ended up being the game-winning touchdown from Sam Cooper thrown to Josh Dixon, but... There was a lot of shakiness in the in the kicking game, so I didn't. I, I, I'm going to give everybody a couple weeks because there's a lot of blocked field goals this week. <laughs> um, so I, I think next week the county will kind of calm down as far as those are concerned.
0: A little bit of a uh, of a grading curve, from yeah. Professor Morris on the first. I, we'll
3: have somebody with multiple field goals eventually. I know the kickers probably don't like not getting a kicker winning that award on a weekly basis, but I, I promise you guys will get it eventually. There was no standouts, okay. so and we had a, you know, return for touchdown. So that's where it stands. Week one or week zero. Over no, there. that was week one. Okay. Right. We're we're,
0: we are not going to refer to that as anything other than week one. That was week one. There is no, there's no, anything else is absolute false facts. No, were you saying you had something on special teams?
2: No, I was just saying week one. Baby. Oh,
0: Okay, week, week one. one, baby. Week
2: gonna one, baby. Hey, you're going to get there. Don't worry about it.
0: Bro. You're going to get there, kids. You're going to get there. Um, I will talk about my wins of the week that I awarded. Uh, I had Lincoln with the D1 win of the week. I thought a shutout on the road at Sacramento Christian was great. Uh, or Capital Christian, I apologize, but up in Sacramento. Two uh, D2 winners. You of can just week.
3: call them that. Capital, Sacramento Capital Christian. While I'm making up titles. You're making up, up titles. You know,
0: Their he, head Sacramento title uh, school football team. Uh, D2 win of the week goes to Central Union. I liked them winning by 20-plus at Mount Carmel. I thought that was an impressive showing for them. West Hills with the Division three win of the week. They beat a team above them in Grossmont. I thought that was huge for them. Calexico with the Division four win of the week, a two-part game that had to be finished on Saturday, wound up being decided by a stop mid-air at the goal line. Um for the end of the game on a two-point conversion, which is pretty crazy. And then my D5 win of the week goes to Southwest San Diego for coming back from not having a varsity program last year to winning their first game out the gate. That's a pretty solid start to the year for the Raiders, so congratulations to them. We will also be uh, back with those every single week, so look for those at SD Prep Insider on our social media. We will, again, be back to game balls Next week, uh, we're kind of just waiting on the other sports to start filling in. Field hockey, volleyball, water polo, those have all started. If you want results, you can either check out scores at SB Live, the app, SB Live Sports. Uh, you can follow them at SB Live CA on social media. Or you can check us out at SD Prep Insider. Get into all sorts of varsity games. I was at water polo for the first time in a while last night. Or for the second time this year, actually. Um, it just feels like a while. Um, Bodie. We'll also have some great photography galleries. Guys, let's talk about some games that are coming up in week two of the San Diego CIF section season. Um, Every week we talk about usually four, maybe five or six, depending on how big of a week it is. Games, these are not us betting predictions, anything crazy, overs, unders. It's just us highlighting teams on both sides. And sometimes we like to pick who we think will win, but none of us know anything um, other than special teams. So guys, first game we got... Let's go down to the South Bay. Hilltop, they are 1 0. LCAP, they are 1 0. LCAP showed that uh, they are ready to rebuild, or uh, they, they don't need a, a post-Yokely downtime. And Hilltop, I think, was running the ball nicely. So uh, let's go around and start with you, Tommy Morris. Your thoughts on Hilltop versus LCAP this Friday night? Yeah, some standouts from last week. Jorge Garcia
3: at Hilltop, 16 carries, Sorry, 118 yards. You kind of alluded to it earlier. They ran the ball very well. He had two touchdowns as well against Valhalla. LCAP, as a team, they had two quarterbacks go, as a team, through for 260 yards with three touchdowns and two interceptions against Canyon Hills. So, very promising passing game for LCAP. Hilltop going to try and manage this game on the ground. I like LCAP here. The fact they're able to use two guys and use two guys effectively at the quarterback position bodes well for them. And I think the Vaqueros
0: take this one. Let's go to the Zoom. Uh, Bodie DeSilva from Scorebook Live. You want to jump in on this one first?
1: Yeah, a lot of what Tommy just said. uh, LCap's Cap's passing game was really impressive last week. They threw it 21 times uh, and rushed 22 times and had lots more success in the air. I think they will continue that again. I do think that Hilltop will find some way to score, but um, I do like LCap Cap taking this one uh, by a couple touchdowns.
0: Wow, by a couple touchdowns. My goodness. Noah Laxina, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I I think, uh, you know, if, if Hilltop... Can stay in the game, then the running game will be uh, be a more important factor. But I feel like um, El Cap is just going to run away with it. I think Bruce Newland, when you have your header as your O line, they're going to protect you. So that his his header is his O line on Twitter. So that means they they care about him. They're going to protect him, and he's about to. I think he's going to light it up on on Friday.
0: I want to shout out sophomore quarterback for El Cap Brant Barker. Part of that two quarterback system, but a couple of sophomores across the county last week. Brant is an
3: underutilized
0: name, just in general. There need to be more Brants running around. Let's put that on the poll at SD Prep Insiders, where you can find all of our polls on Twitter, on Instagram. Brant and Brad merged. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'd never thought about that. The <laughs> entomology of Brant, but we'll put that on the poll at ST Prep Insider. Is Brant an underutilized name? Next game, Modern Day versus Carlsbad. I will go on public record and say that Modern Day was the better of the two teams on Saturday between them, Cathedral Catholic in terms of the actual like football that we saw. They were also the more penalized team. So you can categorize that as they were the more undisciplined team. They were more of everything on every side and Cathedral looked in midseason season, uh, physical run it up the middle form and didn't make any mistakes. So Cathedral ended up winning by a couple of scores, but, I thought that Friday was modern days coming out party in terms of them announcing that like, this is a real, like this is their real football school. They, they put on their big boy pants now when they get out of bed in the morning. So they take on Carlsbad. Now I'm assuming that this will be a different version of the game. Cause Carlsbad will pass vertically uh, a lot more, but we haven't seen Carlsbad yet this year. So this will be the debut for the saying, um, Tommy, what do you got here? You're saying there's a debut. I am. <laughs> will it be a Super Saiyan uh,
3: So So here, here's the thing that I it gives modern day an advantage, I think. There was a lot of mistakes, like you said last week. They will clean those up for this week. It get, last week gave him an opportunity to, to get the rust off where Carlsbad didn't have a game, which is kind of a bummer week one because you always like to have one. I think modern day, like you said, showed they can be just as good as anyone else in the county. Carlsbad's going to throw the ball a lot more than uh, Cathedral did, which when you're also passing him, I know it sounds weird, you kind of like that because if you have any kind of, sort of off um, possessions, you're going to get the ball more times, so it doesn't factor in as many as much because you're getting the ball more. When you play these running teams, they can just drain the clock, and so one little mistake on one play in the passing game or you know, hundreds of yards of penalties is going to kill you. So I, I like modern day in this one because I think the matchup is really good for them. I think that they will, as we go forward from here and go into the playoffs, teams that like to run the ball will give them problems, but I think that passing teams for them, if you're going to go score for score for them, I think that they can hang with you, so I like modern day in this one. Into the zoom room. Noah Lax,
0: let's start with you this time.
2: Uh man. I think whenever you turn the ball over that much in a game, you automatically wanna become a little bit more of a conservative team. Now I know the identity that Modern Day has, they're gonna they're gonna still uh, be that electric offense, but I feel like Carlsbad is gonna be a physical team here. I think that they're gonna match up well with them in the secondary just like cathedral did the cathedral did a great job i think what was underrated about that game on saturday was they were playing great coverage against some of the top guys in san diego and i think that uh is going to give carlsbad the blueprint for how to have some success against them and they're going to be really physical and i think uh, modern day still has to show that they can make tough they could finish tough drives uh there was a fourth and one where uh, miss snap there was uh, a whole bunch of turnovers a pick driving down to the red zone, threw up the interception and I feel like yeah it's easy when you make the the wide open throw but being able to create and 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 throw the ball tra- uh, into into traffic and get a completion I think that's what Marty Day saw us to show this week because of that and because they're uh because of Carlsbad's physicality I'm gonna go Carlsbad in a close one. Bodhi DeSilva from Scorebook Live your thoughts?
1: yeah i i've had carlsbad at number one preseason and then again this week so it, i can't pick against them although i do think um as what tommy mentioned modern having gotten one game out of their system carlsbad did not have that luxury last week um and then for for julian saying he's not going to have that star tight end zach marshall here until game five of the season uh, due to his sit out but i do think uh carlsbad is going to have a lot of weapons the, this group of juniors that they've had come up i know Noah always likes mentioning the jv team uh yeah, this, group, that, this group of guys that, this group of guys that hasn't had julian same with them because he's been uh on varsity since freshman year they haven't lost a game on their way up so um i know coach mcneil likes them a lot um they just need experience but uh he thinks they'll be ready to play and um, even without Zach Marshall this week, I think Julian Sand finds enough weapons and Carl's bed goes and gets a big road win.
0: Bodie, let's stay right there with you. Madison steel Canyon. This one has been a game in previous within the last five years. We've seen it played a couple times with big late season or early season playoff implications. And it seems like we're back there at this point yet again, you and I have both been big on major givens this year, but it seems like this is also a really tough test because Madison checked every single box in that first week, your thoughts on this game.
1: Yeah, really big test, as you mentioned, two teams that are now in my top 10. And I think, unfortunately, for Steel Canyon, it's just the wrong time of the year to go up against Madison. Uh, they proved early, in, obviously, in last week, that 40-point win. Um, and from Madison's point of view, they are going to be locked in on Major Givens and just say, Steel Canyon, you can do anything else but hand him off the ball. So uh, those linebackers, James Tavio, that entire Madison defense that returned so many guys, they are all going to have eyes on him. And um, it's going to be tough for Steel Canyon to find a way to to get a lot of offense going if, if major can't get loose. So I'm going to take Madison. I do think Steele scores a couple of times, but I like Madison. This one,
2: Noah, Lax, your thoughts. I agree. I think Madison is forced to be reckoned with. I think they're They're a little more dynamic on the outside uh, with the group of receivers. They have, uh, I also feel like they will match the physicality with major givens. I, but, but you can't stop a great one. You can contain them, but you can't stop them. and, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if still Canyon can find some success early major given breaks out for a couple of touchdowns and then their defense holds strong. But I don't see that being the case. I think uh, Madison's offense is going to answer those uh, those calls. And I think Madison's going to win by three.
0: Barrett Rankin gives me uh, Barrett Rankin from Madison, I should say, gives me Eric Buchanan vibes. I know that that is now starting to be a little bit of a dated reference. But yeah, both are, as Tommy does the jacked, uh, but they just both run downhill with a smart sense for making their next step be an attacking step, playing hard into the ground. So I like Madison in that one, but look for that to be something that if Steele can keep it close enough that they jump into a front contention, you know, they're in the D1 thick of things type of conversation.
2: A lot of on that game, a lot of violent running. Yeah,
3: well, there's another guy in that game who gives you some who gives you some major downhill running. Major <laughs> Givens, yes, 323 yards. I don't know if I mentioned this yet. 323 yards, three touchdowns last week against Heritage. Let me to say it again. 300. No, sh- shoot. 200. Sorry, I'm dyslexic. 232 yards rushing and three touchdowns. last Both week. are impressive. Yeah, whatever. 300 would have been more impressive. But I, I was I was ready to give it to him right there. I almost gave him the 300 right there. None of us stopped I, you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like Steel Canyon in this one. I Major Givens I think might be one of the best players in San Diego. I know Madison's got a lot of dudes, but when you can control the ball on the ground e-clock and do that on a consistent basis, it makes it really really hard like I said to to build possessions and get getting the flow of things on offense for the other guys. So I like Steel Canyon in this one. Tommy, is that considered an upset? Sure, sure. I, I don't know.
0: Maybe we have to ask the intern. She I know I, was, intern. I looked right at her. It's well, her she kind it's of perked up. <laughs> that would be, inter- be upset. Yeah, that would be, Well, the intern looked up. So, yes, that would count as an upset. Um, our last game of the week. Tommy, let's stick with you. We got Kearney and Monta Vista. Kearney, I think, authored one of the upsets of the week as they edged out San Ysidro last week. And Monta Vista got the monkey off their back from a winless season last year to move to 1-0 and last week as well. Your thoughts on this game?
3: How about Kearney kind of having a nice little resurgence? I'm excited to see what this team's going to do. Brody Stump, three hundred twelve yards passing, three touchdowns. He also ran the ball for eighty yards and touchdown. So, oh, also I should mention Isaiah Sutton was on the receiving end for two hundred and four yards of those. Very, very impressive connection there between Stump and Sutton. The S's. It was two hundred four
0: on like twenty-four on like ten touches or something like that. It was, yeah, they, it, was, it wasn't 13, a lot of t- thirteen, I believe. Thirteen, yeah, yeah not a big, not a, a lot of yak. Yeah, a lot of yak. That's a lot of, a lot yak. of yak. That's those <laughs> are some
3: good numbers right there. I like Kearney in this one. Kearney, like I said completely different team this year in the years
0: uh, if they can the throw the ball this well again let's go with uh well, also Kearney out the gate qualifies for the holy hell award because I, it, that's not what we thought. we did not no i don't think anyone had them throwing for no, 300 game it, and here they
3: are and also first game of the season when offense normally takes longer than defense to get ready and passing normally takes longer than running to get ready so for them to do that in week 1 very impressive. I Against think that,
0: a San Ysidro team that I think will still go on to be above 500 and yep. be a threat to be, have a home game in the playoff. Like, they're a team that has made the incremental building blocks every single year and is going to be good this
3: year. And I'm sure they, they got off the bus and were surprised when they saw how well Kearney was throwing the ball. Because so, it, it was a 35, it was what, like 35-30 I think
0: was the final score? It was a good game. Yeah, uh, I
3: think it was, it, was, it was a good game. So I like Kearney in this one, and I want to keep an eye on them in those lower divisions because they might make some noise if they keep throwing the ball this well.
0: Bodhi, we heard you jump in on the numbers there. As always, you can count on Bodhi De Silva from Scorebook Live for the greatest stats. Make sure you follow Scorebook Live for everything that you need to know. Uh, Bodhi De Silva, your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, I like Kearney as well. Both teams obviously with week one wins, um, though I think Kearney's win over San Isidro proved to be a, a better win than Vista taking down Maranatha. Um, with Kearney, the thing I do look at, though, uh, they did throw the three touchdowns, but they had four interceptions, so you got to limit those turnovers here. Uh, make sure that Montevista can't capitalize on those. But yeah, Isaiah Sutton, that's going to be a guy that Montevista has to lock in on. Let's see if he can um, go for, let he did 200 yards last week. Let's see if he gets over 100 this week. Sure
0: Any relation to Lucky not? Sutton?
1: I don't believe so. Uh, just looking at his picture here, I don't, doesn't look too familiar.
0: That'd be a funny like private to public uh <laughs> Uh like he's he's a, he's the new version of him. He's the revamped version of him. Noah lax, you're smiling. What do you got on this game?
2: Oh man, I think I think Kearney's gonna pull this one out. I feel like you you learn a lot more uh win. Hey, at least we still won, man. You could you could fix that and brush that up. Uh, I like their passing game. I think they're gonna be able to throw the ball down the field. Monta Vista, they're traditionally uh like a very run heavy. They pro style offense, so it's going to be nice to see the uh, the different styles. And I think Mont- Monta Vista definitely has a puncher's chance just because I think they could out-physical them. So uh, it's a toss-up, but I'm going to go Kearney.
0: Anything we missed from this week in San Diego high school sports, guys, that you want to get to that we uh, we did not talk about? We good? In general? Yeah. I mean, yeah. exciting to be back.
2: Yeah? yeah. For, the, for the good teams, real quick, for the good teams that lost last week, it's oak. Don't let it affect the rest of your season, man. Shake back and try to get a dove this week. Because I see a lot of teams where you have potential and then you lose once and you let it snowball into two, three, four. Get back on track, man. Please get back on track. Yeah, It'd football, be good football
0: football players are needlessly hard on themselves and coaches and everybody football related is needlessly hard on themselves. An zero and one record uh, imparts way too much stress and uh, disparity and sadness in in some of these fan bases. But yeah. We're here for the positive. We'll be back next week. Uh, later this week, we also have Torrey Pines Girls Volleyball coming in studio. As always, keep it tuned at SD Prep Insider or follow the Scorebook Live Sport, the SB SP Live Sports app, uh, to get all of your high school sports information. Guys, we will talk to you next episode.